Right, right, right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Ami-chan. Your tits are absolutely worth Listening to Tubes in a Trench Coat. I'm Suzanne. And I'm Madison. What are we doing this week? I actually have no idea. You haven't given me any hints on on what your episode is. Yeah, so I actually kind of wanted to do this episode months ago. We just never had the time and stuff was still kind of happening, so I let it sit for a bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, have you heard of an app called AnimeTube? No, I have not. Okay. So, how do I even start this? Basically, what happened was, is July of 2021, this Kickstarter blew up for an anime streaming app. Mm -hmm. And the way I heard about it is, I don't follow a whole lot of anime people because it can get kind of sticky. Why follow other weebs? We're all terrible. <laughs> no, they're like weebs that are fun to be around. And then they're the kind of weebs Case in point. who... <laughs> and they're kind of weebs who, like, are extremely pedantic about the dumbest shit and will double down if they're wrong about something and have, like, specific genres that they only watch and are just walking migraines, basically. So most of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's mean, but, like, I'm also dunking on ourselves, because I remember how I was in middle school, so... Yeah, it's like the people who never grew out of the I'm special because I watch anime phase. Mm, Yeah, that's... (laughs) It is definitely a very specific kind of person, and if, like... I mean, you run into that very specific kind of person in almost every, like, geek subculture fandom bullshit. It's the same type of person everywhere. They're just, like, triple mega annoying with anime for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. Something something fetishizing another culture entirely and breaking it down to tropes. Um, But go on. (laughs) So... I can't even remember how it came across on my timeline on Twitter. It was one of those things where I think I logged in and there was drama happening and I had to like, I was like track down the source of the drama basically. Okay, sidebar though, I absolutely, I'm only on Twitter to like, like people's fan art who don't have Tumblr accounts anymore and like follow my friends. So I don't understand anything that's going on ever with drama. And so like, thank you for being my little messenger <laughs> pigeon and keeping me updated about whatever the fuck is happening on Twitter at any given point. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should keep it that way. Yeah. Oh, I plan on it. It's the same reason why I refuse to download TikTok. My friends can tell me things oh God. like my little messenger pigeons. I'm not going to get involved <laughs> myself. But please go on. Tell me about this anime tube. It was a Kickstarter and you had to dig about it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint a picture. Okay. It is 
let's say like 2008 and you want to watch anime online. Yes. You have a couple options. You could try and catch it on late night TV, like Adult Swim, or like yeah. we're talking like, I want to watch something that isn't Pokemon or Digimon or something. Yeah, Adult Swim. Yeah. Toonami, baby. <laughs> you could go on YouTube and watch it in 8 million parts. <laughs> <laughs> or you could torrent episodes from your favorite fan sub group. Or you could try and track down a DVD copy, which had like two episodes per disc or something stupid and cost like $5 million. So this was a dark time. I think this might have been around the time, because I know Crunchyroll started as an illegal website. Yes, you could definitely, there were several websites that you could watch episodes on a sketchy website that will probably give your family computer a couple viruses, but you can watch all of Naruto. (laughs) I'm not speaking from experience. (laughs) So I paint this picture because I don't know if anyone listening to this does not remember this era, but like, it was a dark time trying to find anime that you actually wanted to watch and trying to watch it legally was a lot harder than just finding some sketchy website uh your friend told you about Mm -hmm. which is why it is kind of remarkable that we have things like crunchyroll and funimation and freaking netflix and hulu have anime at least in the u.s yeah so i feel like this is more of a thing for like younger anime watchers because they've grown up with smartphones Mm-hmm. But if you try and look up anime or anime videos or whatever into the app store of choice, you're going to get the usual suspects, which is Funimation and Crunchyroll. But if you're young with no money, you'll also find the sketchiest apps you have ever seen in your life. Yep. Mostly in the Google Play Store because they're not nearly as strict as Apple. But one of the apps you could find if you did this anime search was called AnimeTube. I have never used this app, and I'm not just saying that for legal reasons. I have never used this app or other free anime apps because they look too sketchy. AnimeTube decided to launch a Kickstarter. They launched two Kickstarters. So Kickstarter, if you don't know, was launched in 2009. And what makes Kickstarter specifically different from other fundraising websites, like, say, Indiegogo, is that If you don't reach your goal on Kickstarter, you don't get any of that money. So when you put up a project on Kickstarter, like let's say you have a comic and you want to do a print run, you have to be very clear about your intention and have a product that looks really good because if you do not convince enough people, you've just wasted like at least a month of your time and you're just not getting that money and you can't do that project anymore. Yeah. Kickstarter will also highlight especially popular and successful projects. Keep that in mind for later. So AnimeTube was developed by a company called Gameface LLC, which was established in 2014. According to legal records, they have four employees and they're based in Minnesota. Oh. And apparently they previously developed an ad-supported streaming app in the Google Play Store. Uh Uh-huh. Their first Kickstarter, they asked for $285,000. Oh. (laughs) A list of reasons that I will get into later. They failed to reach that goal in time. Uh, They raised about $63,000. But pretty much they asked for all this money. They got 
a bunch of backers but couldn't reach their goal, so it just closed. And then they came back later that same month with another Kickstarter, and this time they asked for $50,000, which immediately raised red flags for anyone who A, knows how money works, but B, anyone who works in that industry. Yeah. So, like, they're asking for all this money to make an app, I guess. But, like, what was their vision for this app? Oh, no. Their idea was that they would create a new streaming service to rival Crunchyroll and Funimation that would solve all of the problems those apps had. Those problems being crashing constantly, having too many ads, kind of lackluster search functions, and pretty small libraries compared to the thousands of anime that's out there. Mm-hmm. Which I always found funny because, like, they didn't seem to think about or question the fact that there was a reason why Funimation, with all its money, doesn't have every anime on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm going to send you a list of the anime that they claimed they were going to have on oh their boy. app. I fear. Oh, <laughs> it no. is a PDF. Oh, no. So you know it's already too long. It is 19 pages. The text is very tiny. There's no fucking way they have the right... There's no fucking way. (laughs) Absolutely not. There's no fucking way. All of the Dragon Balls? (laughs) All of the Dragon Balls. (laughs) Full Metal Alchemist. All of the Gintamas at the time, apparently... (laughs) Halo Legends? Question mark? <laughs> Hold on. Did Where's Jay? Oh, they claim to have JoJo, too. <laughs> All of the JoJo's. Okay, no, here's the thing. They claim to have JoJo's Bizarre Adventure TV, mm-hmm. JoJo Part 3, Stardust Crusaders, Second Season, Stardust Crusaders, Battle in Egypt... Stardust Crusaders, Diamond is Unbreakable, Golden Wind, and then just JoJo's Bizarre Adventure again, and then JoJo's Bizarre Adventure with nothing after it. You know, all of them. All of the JoJo's, <laughs> including some bonus ones, apparently, that I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Death Note. I did see Death Note on here. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Oh, okay, I thought that said Kingdom Hearts, but it's Kingdom Kingdom, whatever that is. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, Nana. Mm-hmm. All of the Naruto's movies, including and Shippuden's, and, and wow, Neon Genesis too. Mm-hmm. Initial D. What? The? There. This is fuck all of the One Pieces. Um. <laughs> so. Um, so bullshit. This is bullshit. (laughs) They claimed that this was the anime that would be available. So they'd launched with, they would launch with 5,000 of those titles and eventually add more, apparently. Uh Uh-huh. Keep in mind, again, for this Kickstarter where they had this list, they were asking for $50,000. Uh-huh. For 19 (laughs) pages of licenses they would have to buy. Not just... Like, not even the fact that it's 19 pages. The fact that they could get, like, Attack on Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen, Ava for 50000 is insane. Yeah, just a little bit. 
Like, if you seriously think 50,000 is enough to make Funimation part ways with Attack on Titan, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. You don't understand how money works. <laughs> they did eventually explain how they apparently were convinced that licensing isn't that expensive. Um... It's a ridiculous answer. But first of all, licensing is just fucking expensive. Yeah. It's, like, one of the reasons why you can't have OG hip-hop anymore, because, like, to use someone else's track or a part of someone's track in your music, you have to pay the label first. And it's, like, way too expensive for most people. And Japan especially is very militant about copyright. Like, a couple months ago, there was a YouTube channel called Totally Not Mark. His entire channel was about, I think, Super Sentai. Mm-hmm. And... Toei issued a copyright strike against his entire channel and just blacked out every single one of his videos. Jesus. Yeah. And he had been on YouTube for years. So there was just hundreds, thousands of hours of footage that was just gone overnight because they just issued a copyright strike. He did eventually get his videos back, but for a while he was like, I don't know how I'm ever going to do YouTube again. Because, like, imagine having years and years of your life's work just taken away overnight. Yeah. And it wasn't like he was just uploading whole episodes. He was doing, like, analysis of different shows and talking about different Super Sentai and Tokusatsu uh, series. But anyway... This whole, like, anime tube, we only need 50k for licensing thing set off alarm bells very quickly to any adult with two brain cells to rub together. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Along with asking for a suspiciously low amount of money, there wasn't enough detail on how they actually planned to spend it. The Mary Sue is, like, the only... One of the few websites that was keeping track of everything as it happened. Because... Spoilers, Kickstarter suspended their campaign, and the page that used to be their Kickstarter just has, like, a, this campaign was taken down because of copyright issues page now. Like, you can't see the original Kickstarter. Oh, who could have foreseen this? (laughs) I'm gonna go through what exists of the Kickstarter page from the screenshots that are in this Mary Sue article. Okay. Oh, do you want to guess how much they raised before the um, Kickstarter was suspended? At least half. So at least 25000 Yeah. Okay. Um, they raised $101,075. Oh, so they... So over 100% of their goal. We need to bring back internet <laughs> safety classes, I think. <laughs> And also teach better critical thinking in school. (laughs) Um, Jesus Christ. Yep. Yep. First red flag was their FAQ. So one question was, how does the subscription pricing work? Because what they were going to do was that they were going to have a free version that was ad supported. And then a another version that you paid a subscription to not have ads, which is pretty standard. Like, Crunchyroll does that. Yeah. Which raises another question, which is, okay, so you said Crunchyroll sucks because they have too many ads, but they also have a subscription tier. But you're also having a free version with ads and a subscription tier. So how is that 
<laughs> I think there is a slightly cheaper, but also like, which also just doesn't make sense. Like Crunchyroll is very cheap for a streaming service. I think it's like $9 right now for like... Yeah, I'm like 90% sure they're currently the cheapest, especially since Netflix just like raised their prices. Yeah, but uh, FAQ question number one. How does subscription pricing work? As you can see from the graphic on our page, our estimated pricing is based on the total number of content we'll, we'll provide. Since we do not yet know exactly how many shows and movies we will offer, we start at 100 shows, all the way up to 5,000 shows, and provide estimated subscription pricing. Hmm. Next question. Which regions will be supported? Until we have finalized and signed off on contracts, we will not be able to provide the regions we will be supporting. Um, another question. Doesn't it cost hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars to license a show? No. An article from 2012 regarding a lawsuit is about businesses which sought to box up anime as DVDs slash Blu-rays and distribute, which is very different from video-on-demand licenses. Anyone who is giving you details on how much streaming licenses cost is either not telling the truth or breaking an NDA. Which is suspiciously combative. Um, I could not find the 2012 article they were talking about. Uh, I think it might be about ADV Films, which used to license Ava. Mm -hmm. And they filed for bankruptcy and then got sued because they, I think, were still holding on to licenses or something. Which you can't do (laughs) if you file for bankruptcy. (laughs) But I could not for the life of me figure out which fucking article they were talking about. Okay. Especially because when they started getting called out, they just started deleting tweets. And also, like, 2012 to now, inflation? <laughs> money ain't the same money price, you know? But also, like, they, mm. they didn't answer the question either. Like, the question is, like, doesn't it cost a lot of money to license stuff? And they just said, no. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean hello? anything. You didn't answer the question. <laughs> My favorite question on the FAQ is, why did you block me on social media? Oh my god. Um, (laughs) And their answer is, because we do not have time for negativity and trolls. We are here to make the best damn anime app on the planet. Trolls and negative people are just trying to get in the way. If you believe in what we are trying to do, then support our campaign. Otherwise, find someone who wants to listen to you. Oh. Which is a very okay. professional answer to that question. Okay. <laughs> is Was this campaign, like, secretly run by, like, 12-year-olds as, like, a Ponzi <laughs> scheme? Like, what's happening? I don't think so, because Game Face LLC is, like, a actual established... Co- well, uh, at the very least, they've paid whatever fees you need to pay to establish a corporation. Oh. So, there are adults in charge of this, apparently. Huh. Okay. Also on their Kickstarter was them just bad-mouthing other apps, namely Crunchyroll, Verve, and Funimation, saying that they have low ratings on the Google Play Store, which is true because the apps kind of suck. There was a time when I was using, this was a, a while ago, but when I was using the Crunchyroll app on Kindle, it was so broken that I didn't get any ads. <laughs> like, it would kind oh. of pause where the ad was supposed to be, and then it just wouldn't play. <laughs> I feel like that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> it is not. Sometimes you try to watch an episode, and you just you just get kicked out of it. Oh, no. 
shit just wouldn't play. Like, there are very broken apps. I think they've gotten a lot better because I have had a Crunchyroll subscription on and off for a while, and the app doesn't seem that bad anymore, but mm-hmm. they're also not great. So, yeah, basically they're like, yeah, these apps suck because they crash during playback and they have way too many ads and their libraries are too small and the apps suck because they only care about making money. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, they're a business, but you know. And the search features suck. And we end that with AnimeTube, registered trademark, is the solution to these issues and will be the future of anime streaming apps. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear what their fabulous solutions are? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, first, free anime. No subscriptions are required. Parentheses, subs from ad-free experience. Uh-huh. So, they elaborate. The Japanese anime industry is moving towards providing anime for free with video ads. Therefore, it is simply a business model choice. Whether you will offer access to your entire library for free or force users to subscribe to view some or all of your content. Which, like, again, no. <laughs> anime does not come from a vacuum. Granted, the people soaking up most of their re- revenue from anime currently are the studios and distributors. Yeah. But, like, you cannot keep squeezing content out of animators and the actual people creating this content and expect to get it for a cheaper and cheaper price. Like, you can't mass produce anime because it's an art. <laughs> so, yeah. like,. I don't understand how you're like, you want to pay as little as possible and then complain that we have anime now that looks like it was just churned out as quickly as possible. Like, y- you gotta give a little at this point. Yeah, you you don't get both. <laughs> it's literally like the triangle of needs and you can pick two out of three. Yeah. They also said that they would have a multi-genre search to quickly filter show lists. Basically, the idea was that, like, you could search... Hang on, I'm actually going to check right now. Does Crunchyroll have a thing where you can filter by genre? (laughs) I don't know. Let's see. I'm on their website. I'm going to shows. I don't think you can. That's weird. To be fair, they focus very heavily on just having the most popular anime because like if you have a limited amount of money to begin with it's a much safer bet yeah like it's a much safer bet to just go and license like attack on titan or jujutsu kaisen or something so then if all the anime is like if you have a smaller library and it's kind of in the same genre the genre search i guess is probably a lower priority but yeah a genre filter would be nice They also said that they would have more than 40 genres in the app, including dubbed and subbed filters. Hmm. (laughs) Which, like, okay, that's a nice idea. Their other perks would be an AI virtual assistant, a customizable queue, in-app manga, a chat feature, content filtering. Uh, I don't know what content filtering means. It's, like, under a bubble that says 18+, plus, so I assume you can filter by, like, horny anime or something. I don't know. Huh. Hmm. So, yeah, this sounds great, you're thinking, because uh, you have been blinded by the smooth graphics and the hot anime girl that they have up at the top. Oh, was there a hot anime girl up at the top? Oh, yes. You should have said that first. 
I'm so sorry. I forgot about the cute anime girl they put in a bikini on all of their how, marketing. How else am I supposed to know I can trust them unless <laughs> I see the hot anime girl? Yeah, her name is Aimee Chan. That's a horrible name. <laughs> I am always highly suspicious when Westerners try to give cutesy names to like anime related things because it always sounds slightly off. Um, let me see if I can find you a picture of Aimee-chan. Okay. Uh, I sent you the header they had for oh, the Kickstarter. the most boring <laughs> anime girl I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Pretty, pretty standard. But she's skinny and has a bikini, so who cares? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna do all the stuff with just $50,000. Well, not all of the stuff. I'll get into that in a second. Oh, boy. <laughs> like any good Kickstarter, they have a section that outlines who the team is. And the Mary Sue article only screenshot two of them, but they are very telling. The founder slash owner of either Gameface or the app, his name is George, and apparently he had 25 years of successful, high-quality software development and team leadership experience. And... He has a BS in computer science and a minor in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Quote, his immersion into Japanese culture led him to obtain a black belt in Shotokan Karate, which his passion for anime led him to the development of Anime Tube. Okay, how does doing karate <laughs> mean anything? Madison, he has a black belt. He's about to have my foot up his ass. <laughs> okay, because that means and um, I did, I did, I did, I did martial arts for twelve fucking years. Um, so you are also very qualified to make an anime app. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. That's the next step of the podcast: introducing our new anime app. Oh. <sighs> That we will be uh, introducing <laughs> fall of next year, I guess. Because I'm I'm clearly qualified. I've been learning Japanese on Duolingo for the last, like, month. And also, I did <laughs> martial arts for, like, 12 years. Yeah, it's all you fucking Jesus need, man. Jesus Christ. I'm going to lose <laughs> my mind. <laughs> my favorite is where it mentions his experience. Um... The 25 years of experience, which include developing software for two years in Japan and 10 plus years of mobile app and console development, which like, what does that mean? Yeah. So you got 25 years of experience minus the 12 doing that you actually specify. What did you do for the other 13? So I can only see these first two bios, but neither of them... Well, at least George does not mention any of the projects he's worked on by name, which is weird. Like, unless he's under contract and not mention them, why would you not mention them? Yeah, and if they're published projects, you wouldn't be under an NDA anymore, so you'd be able to mention them. Yeah. This is just... This is so many red... <laughs> So many red flags. Like They convinced at least 900 people to donate money to this. Oh my god. 
What's great, though, is that every bio had a section that listed their favorite anime. Oh, cool. Tell me. So George says his favorite anime is Princess Mononoke, Attack on Titan, and Death Note. You don't deserve Death Note. (laughs) Death Note's not for you. (laughs) Also, what a wild combination. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is like... This feels like... God, this is such a, a weird way to go with this but it feels like when i was reading midnight sun which is basically just twilight again but from edward's perspective and because it's from edward's perspective we get to hear a lot of the stuff that bella glossed over in her version and it turns out that bella has the most milk toast normie taste but in that kind of quirky 2000s way like her favorite movies are like i think it's like monty python and Empire Strikes Back, and (laughs) Princess Bride. There's, like, nothing controversial in her list of favorite things, either. It's very, like... And also shit that, like, my friends who are anywhere between, like, 10 to 30 years older than me are into. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, what high schooler in early, mid-2000s is straight up like, oh yeah, my favorite movie is like The Princess Bride. Like, oh, I like that movie in middle school. Well, yeah, but was, was it your favorite? But was it your favorite movie? No, I like something way more embarrassing, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These answers are dumb <laughs> and not realistic. Yeah. Like, we are both nerds deep in nerd subculture in the same time period. Granted, we were in, like, middle school instead of high school when Twilight came out. But, like, mm-hmm. this is not a realistic teenager <laughs> in the early mid-2000s. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I podcast so bad because it's just... There's so many... It's just so fascinatingly stupid. What if we do it as a bonus episode? <laughs> I'll let you rant at me about it if I get to be absolutely unhinged about Star Wars or JoJo. Okay. That's the trade-off. <laughs> oh, the other part of the list of bios is Ken, who is the Chief Technology Officer, or CTO. Okay, are these both white men? Well, <laughs> I assume so, but they didn't have okay. pictures of their actual faces. Like, the um headshot of George is not him. It is a oh. artistic rendition of him wearing uh what's his name? So I'm just gonna assume white until proven otherwise. Canada. Um yeah, I I think it's safe to assume that um they're white. But um Okay. Here, I'll just can I send you the screenshot? Like The images they use are not of themselves. It's like George is a cartoon version, but he's dressed in Kaneda's outfit from Akira. And Ken looks like Professor? The Professor from from Pokemon? Pokemon. Um. Uh. (laughs) Okay. Um. Oh, well, George is definitely white. Uh, Ken could. (laughs) I don't know. Um, but. Yeah, you can't tell because they're fucking cartoons. So, Ken seems at least a little more like a real person who has actually worked on an app before, mm-hmm. even though his bio is like, he has over 40 years of software development experience, which like, 
Okay, how old are you? Are you in your 50s? Are you in your 60s? Are you mm-hmm. saying that you are 40 and started working the day you <laughs> shot out of the womb? Like, what's <laughs> happening? So, at the very least, Ken has been alive since the 70s because he keyed his first program on a TRS-80. <laughs> his bio continues, With his innate personality to understand and learn new concepts, Ken sat and perfected and improved the coding for Lunar Lander and Basic, which like, <sighs> okay, I need people to know that like when people write bios like this, it they're bullshit. None of none of this means anything. It's not as <laughs> impressive impressive as you think it is. Like, what does innate personality mean? <laughs> read the room. <laughs> Literally, like writing autobiographies for like literally anything is my least favorite thing ever in the world i hate talking about myself in like a professional way where i have to like write a little snippet of my life and then be like well this is me condensed down into like three sentences and hopefully it's professional enough it's the worst thing ever but like here's a very clear example of like both oversharing and undersharing so like don't do this this sucks these are bad and mean nothing this information is useless it's like the actual qualifications that they have are like they both have degrees and they may yeah. have experience. That's it. I don't need to know that your favorite anime is Pokemon. I don't really need to know that. Oh, God, what's the line in this? Um, apparently, Ken worked on startups for the first prototypes of Yahoo Messenger. Which means, wow. does that mean he worked on Yahoo Messenger or what became Yahoo Messenger? Or was he just the intern who was there at the time? What does that mean? It could be anything. He could have, like, <laughs> not even had worked on it at all. Like, he could have been, like, the coffee boy or something. <laughs> That's like, what I'm saying. <laughs> it's so easy to lie mm-hmm. to people on the internet. <laughs> and also on your resume. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, as long as you have the skills to reasonably back up your lies, like, you can lie on your resume. <laughs> you don't even need the skills. You just need to design something that looks nice and people will just give you money. You can stretch the truth, but it, as long as you, like, if you get hired to do a job and then have the actual reasonable skill to do what you're told to do and you can get away with it, we live in a capitalist nightmare. You can lie on your resume. It's okay. <laughs> Business advice. <laughs> Legally, that is all a joke. Uh, <laughs> we would never lie on our resumes when searching for work for our beloved corporate overlords. Yeah, I love working overtime. I love working overtime. Uh-huh. And not having holidays off. Yeah, my job is my family. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, on top of them saying, uh, we have X years of experience without elaborating on what that actually fucking means, I love that they don't even, they don't use their real faces and they don't list their last names and they have the most generic first names ever. So you can't even look up who these people are and actually find out if they're lying or not. Yeah, like... This is just, these are, I don't, I'm not convinced these are real people. Yep. So whenever you do a Kickstarter campaign, obviously you're supposed to list everything that you plan to do, why you're asking for this money, 
who is working on this project. But you also have to explain, like, what are the risks if we do reach our goal? What could possibly go wrong? Mm -hmm. Every campaign on Kickstarter, you are donating under the assumption that you may or may not get the stuff that you have pledged money to. Yeah. Sometimes that risk pays off. So in their risks and challenges section... Our competitors have been around for several years and have licensing rights to a significant number of anime shows and movies. However, we are being assisted by Hironori, a highly successful Japanese business developer. And together, we have a great strategy for quickly obtaining licensing rights. Um, first, who or what is Hironori? Yeah. The rest of it goes... In addition, we have met with a representative of the largest conglomerate of anime producers in Japan and provided a rep with an in-depth look at our vision and goals for AnimeTube, registered trademark. After the meeting, we have been given their full approval and commitment to assist us with acquiring licensing of Japanese anime. First, uh, representative, who? Largest conglomerate, who? After the meeting, we've been given their full approval in writing? <laughs> like what is this 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 doesn't mean anything this really doesn't mean anything <laughs> all of this is nonsense this will come up later but the, the last part of their risks and challenges section is um software development sometimes has unexpected delays we'll keep our backers up to date on our progress on a regular basis for the development of anime tube registered trademark and our licensing efforts so basically, just say that, like, the app might take a while because it takes a while to develop things. I backed two Kickstarters last year. One was for an, I think it's all queer, all POC, like, horror novel, like, uh, mm-hmm. anthology, which I'm very excited about. That's cool. Yeah, and it got funded. And I already got, like, my physical rewards of, like, a piece of pottery from one of the, like, um, organizers of the um, of the Kickstarter. Cool. And the other one is for a thing called the Alleyman's Tarot deck. And it's supposed to be like, it's a bunch of copyright free tarot card designs that they could use. Like it's a, it's a whole mix match of stuff. Like it's very Shadowrun, Street Shaman, cyberpunky feeling. It like the entire deck is all mist match art styles and it's got things like i think it's got like six different death cards Ooh. which is amazing um I'll, I'll i'll post pictures in the discord when i actually get it it should be shipping out this month but i i backed that as like a birthday present to myself in early last year and it's finally coming out but like the person doing it has been really good about constantly at least sending one update email every month if not every other month when there was stuff mm. to update on And there was, like, a paper trail for, like, other Kickstarters that they've done that were successful and people got their rewards. Because even though Kickstarters, like, if it doesn't get funded, then it doesn't happen. But, like, I've heard so many horror stories of Kickstarters getting funded and then people not getting anything. So, like, it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) It's horrifying. And this is just... This is just... (sighs) Please use critical thinking when on the internet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, have you seen the... I think it's the the Izzy video where... I think it was Izzy? 
was it one of the um my little pony dating sites yes it was the my little pony dating sim who it promised this amazing thing with like voice actors and, and art and multiple different routes and it made like so many promises it obviously to anyone with a brain cell wasn't gonna keep and then they made like three times over their goal and the people running it took the money and ran mm-hmm. i feel like it's especially scummy to go after a group like that because you know these are the kind of people who feel very like they feel like the underdogs so if you pretend to be in their corner they will flock to you instantly so yeah I can see why there would be a certain kind of anime fan who would see this and be like, yeah, Crunchyroll fucking sucks, and I want to be able to watch anime, maybe support it, but be able to watch it in a way that's actually convenient. And read it, too, because they, like, promised manga, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think I'm mostly upset because of how cool it would have been to have sort of an all-in-one... Like, obviously, this is completely unrealistic, but, like... <laughs> It would have been so cool to be able to, like, both watch and read anime and manga in, like, one fucking convenient place. Mm-hmm. I think Crunchyroll has manga, but I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, and, I mean, Viz has the vault now, too, so you can read a lot of stuff online. You don't really have to get physical copies anymore. I mean, I still, like, prefer having physical copies because I like owning the media I consume. Mm-hmm. But, like... Yeah, Viz has, like, a lot of online manga stuff, too, so there's a lot more ways to both legally read and watch manga now than even five, six years ago. Yeah, it's just, I don't know how they thought they were gonna get away with this. I can't believe that, like, people scamming a bunch of bronies did it better. (laughs) Like, that's kind of mostly what I'm losing my mind over. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm gonna post a link to that video. You gotta. First of all, it's very fun, but also, like, it's just the lengths that some people will go to to scam people out of a bunch of money. Yeah. Oh, so, um, also on this Kickstarter, going back to Anime Tube, mm-hmm. they listed out their primary goals, which is, like, this is what we will do if we reach the goal. And then, like, a lot of Kickstarters, they had stretch goals. So if we make 5,000 more, we'll do this. If we make 10,000 over our goal, we'll do this. Standard stuff. Yeah. So their primary goal, if they got the full 50,000, was base development of AnimeTube, registered trademark, including the base streaming features, transferring data to and from our content management system slash content delivery network, and playing videos on demand. And that would, that would be 40,000 of the 50,000. Somehow I don't think 40,000 will cover even just paying for the servers to stream video. Because streaming video is one of the most data intensive things you can do. And if they have a free tier, they're going to have a shit ton of people trying to hop on their app all at once. So like, what does that mean? I don't think that entirely makes sense. But what's especially weird is that the $10,000 would be for business development fees, translations, and legal fees to finalize contracts. If you're trying to pay the legal fees to finalize a contract with, I don't know, Funimation to get Attack on Titan like you say you're gonna, 
I don't think $10,000 is going to cover that. Yeah. Translations of what? The manga or anime that doesn't have official subtitles? What what does that mean? Also, 10000 is not going to cover that if you're bringing in as many shows as you say you're going to. I just... I, I, do they know how money works? I don't think they know how money works. Because their first Kickstarter, like 285000 seems a lot more realistic than 50000 for developing an app like this. Yeah. But like, so their first one, they had 100000 for CMS fees. I don't know what CMS means. They had 20000 for travel to Japan for licensing acquisition, which... How many people are going and how long are you staying? Are you paying for lunch for every person you're meeting with? 20000 seems a little high. Yeah. 10000 for professional fees, which is legal translation and finance. Again, I don't think 10000 is going to cover that. Why is your legal less than your travel? Yeah, that's a hmm. <laughs> 100000 for progressive web application development. I think at this point, they weren't going to do an app. They were going to have like a website that also works as an app if you're using it on your phone, basically. Which again, 100000 is still more than the 40000 they're asking for in the second Kickstarter. 50000 of the first Kickstarter was for business development fee. Don't know what that means. And 5000 would be for Aimi-chan's in-app manga. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> Suspicious. Suspicious. Like, that first one was fishy, and it feels a sp- very extra fishy to then go and ask for less money. So the second Kickstarter, they asked for 50000 Their stretch goals include Aimi-chan's manga, Aimi-chan's AI virtual assistant, Aimi-chan's natural branded speech, 3D animations for Aimi-chan. Like, the first three or four are just based on their mascot, and way down at the bottom is, you'll get to vote for which anime we license for dubbing and distribution rights. Like, why- Uh, (laughs) what? Why is your bikinied anime mascot more important to you than- Dubbing and distribution rights for your anime app. <laughs> what also, is Also, I'm sorry. You realize that, like, distribution companies don't usually also handle the dubbing. They just distribute <laughs> the product. Like... Well, I think Funimation does dubbing and distribution. But Funimation is also owned by Sony. So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Viz is owned by the people who do Shonen Jump. So, like... It's a little different in some cases, but, like, the distributor also handling, like, localization and dubbing is usually not the norm. Like, distribution companies usually just handle distribution. (laughs) That's a wild claim. This is... Do you know uh, how much they... You'd have to donate for that stretch goal to be unlocked? How much? Uh, If they reached a million dollars, they would let people vote on which anime Uh to get Hmm. dubbing and distribution rights for. Not that we will use this million dollars to get those distribution rights. We will let people vote on which anime they want us to get rights to. How... How does this keep getting worse? My guy... I'm genuinely impressed. We haven't even gotten to the reaction on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Uh-oh, Ooh. SpaghettiO. 
Yeah, keep in mind, they also have not disclosed which regions will be supported. I assume the US at least, because that's where the company was based. But they never disclosed where you'd actually be able to use the app. Yeah. Basically, the way they glossed over this was that, like, until we finalized and signed off on contracts, we will not be able to provide the regions we will be supporting. So, like, when are you going to finalize those contracts? And why are you saying that you will have Attack on Titan and Full Metal Alchemist on your app if you haven't finalized those contracts? Uh huh. <laughs> like, what happens if you donate money to this Kickstarter? You open up the app and it's like, sorry, this doesn't work in your region. So, like, what? You donated 20 bucks for nothing? <sighs> A mess. So we've covered the Kickstarter. Within, I don't know how soon Twitter caught wind of this, but it was definitely after they reached their goal and definitely after they got at least 100000 in backing money. Uh, definitely. <laughs> the first problem, they had that list, that massive list of anime they were supposedly going to license, and then the list mysteriously disappears people noticed and someone mentioned the official anime tube twitter account because someone took screenshots and was like hey why do you list like fma on your website when it's owned by a different company and they said these screenshots are using test data nowhere do we claim that we have those shows licensed yet it's simply a demonstration of the app capabilities by the way libellious tweets are not allowed on twitter which, like, hello? You're gonna try and control what people say on Twitter? <laughs> I like that You're they gonna try... tell people on Twitter no? <laughs> no, I like that they try to end this tweet with, like, you can't slander us, that's not allowed on Twitter. Yeah. Another fun one was the president of Right Stuff, which is this... So they're like an indie video publisher and distributor... And they also sell anime merch, like figurines and plushies and DVDs and stuff. It's a way for Americans to get Nendroids and figures and stuff from Japan. Yeah. So the president of that company noticed that some of the titles that they have licensed were on this anime tube list. And he sent a message to anime tube and was like, um... Why do you have listings for my titles on your Kickstarter's anime licensing currently in discussion? We are not in discussion with you. Yeah, that's, uh, you're straight up lying. <laughs> and then the same guy, the president, Shane Kleckner, also added Funimation, Sentai Filmworks, Ghibli, Viz Media, Toei Animation, and said, Any of you familiar with AnimeTube? seem to have lots of our titles listed slash representing in negotiations to acquire for their Kickstarter streaming project. I didn't license them or have any discussions. Anyone? So very quickly it becomes apparent that like if they didn't even ask the president of Right Stuff, which is like an indie company, like pretty big, but not like Funimation level. If they didn't ask yeah. him or have any discussions with them... That probably means that they didn't talk to Funimation or Viz, which means that they should not be plastering Attack on Titan on their marketing. So this guy, Sean, the president of Bright Stuff, was like, yeah. we're not in discussion with you. And Anime 2 responded, hi, Sean, 
we've contacted you on LinkedIn to discuss directly with you. Did they message him on LinkedIn first or did they do it after they were called out? Why did you list their anime on your Kickstarter if he never responded to your LinkedIn message if you sent it? What is happening? Who boy. <laughs> what else? Oh, it was just like a spectacular blow up. Oh, another part of their Kickstarter was that they were going to have a sponsored comic. So they sponsored this, basically this group of artists called Merryweather Comics. It's basically just like one person and their friends who do web comics. And they had to issue a statement because people uh-huh. contacted them and were like, hey, do you know that this weird sketchy app is claiming that you're doing work for them? Do you realize this is a massive scam? Yeah. So Merryweather Comics issued a statement on Twitter and they said, it was our first offer to do a sponsored comic and the money was honestly pretty good. Our team and I looked into it and found while we thought it was a very ambitious project, we expected outside investors to cover costs, not just Kickstarter money. Okay, uh, where have you, like, talked to any investors? Or, like, reached out to them? Because it doesn't doesn't sound like it. I'm assuming, like, this is someone who, they're saying it's their first sponsored comic, which means that mm-hmm. they didn't have experience with any of the shit before. Yeah. I'm assuming if, like, you don't have experience with that and you have these people very excitedly being like, oh, we love your art. We're going to pay you for it. And apparently they're going to get pretty good money for it. Like, oh, we're working on this app. That's going to be amazing. Here are like our prototypes and stuff. I can understand an indie artist taking that money and being like, holy shit, this sounds great. And the statement goes on that they basically woke up to a bunch of their friends telling them that it was a huge mistake to support this. So they gave back the money that AnimeTube gave them. And took down any promo material that they did. And they end out the statement basically saying, like, if you've donated money, you should pull out immediately. If you can't pull out your money, message me and I will personally compensate you. So, like, they were super apologetic and were willing to, like, cover people if they got scammed. Which is way more than AmiTube was ever going to do. Yeah, Jesus. So another fun thing that I mentioned earlier is that they just straight up started blocking people on Twitter. Wonderful. I love when they instant. <laughs> I love when people who are guilty instantly resort to that. So I can understand if your mentions are flooded with people saying shit like, LOL, big oof. You'd probably block them just because it's annoying. But they were blocking people with legitimate questions. Like, like can you break down what these undisclosed licensing fees are can you explain how you're going to cover licensing for a full male alchemist with fifty thousand dollars or i'm sorry ten thousand yeah. because forty thousand is just for the app <laughs> um uh-huh don't forget blocked banned not allowed to ask questions blocked <laughs> blocked and reported <laughs> yeah it was a hot mess and then kickstarter suspended them which is, if you get suspended by Kickstarter, it's permanent. You can't appeal it. Yeah. And for a while on their website, they're like, we're talking to Kickstarter. We are trying to appeal it. This isn't a scam. We're working on it. Sorry, guys. And I think now, if you go to their Kickstarter page. Oh. 
Oh, the original page is still up. Hold on, I'm going to send it to you. Oh, ho, ho. Like, it has a big warning at the top that's like, this campaign was suspended by Kickstarter. But not before they ended up on Kickstarter's projects to watch, which is where Kickstarter will highlight, like I said before, they'll highlight projects to watch. (laughs) Oh, so now we can see. Oh, my God. What you if you pledge ten dollars, you get a twelve month free subscription for ten bucks for a year? Uh let me scroll right down to the bottom and see <clears throat> the most oh five backers for the uh four thousand and five hundred dollar pledge. Oh my god. Love to know that people are that gullible. Uh do you wanna list out what donating four thousand five hundred dollars will get you? Yeah, sure. Um so apparently donating $4,500. It's the Yatta! We did it pledge. Uh, early bird discount, apparently. Mm-hmm. Or it was. The estimated delivery was December 2021. That didn't happen. Uh, it was a limited spot. It had 10 spots and they had 5 out of 10 taken. Mm-hmm. So you'd get a lifetime free subscription. Nice. Which, honestly, for that much, you fucking better. (laughs) I've seen lifetime subscriptions for less, so that's insane. (laughs) Yeah, uh, an anime tube poster with Ami-chan in her kimono and in her armor, apparently. Uh, An anime tube mouse pad with Ami-chan in her kimono and her armor. I wonder if it was a titty mouse pad. Probably. Anime tube t-shirt Ami-chan kimono and in her armor a yeti rambler 20 ounce i assume cup <laughs> with anime tubes logo ami chan limited edition handmade figurines kimono and armor anime tube sticker set <laughs> custom chat profile picture lifetime mvp newsletter access exclusive early access as a beta tester your name included as a hall of fame backer in our credits star as a guest character in ami chan's manga there's nothing here that is worth four thousand and five hundred dollars um actually i think the titty mouse pad more than covers it oh the single the two titty mouse pads (laughs) right 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 i'm so sorry i'm so sorry ami chan your tips are absolutely worth $4,500. Yeah, literally, that doesn't even, like, that amount of money is literally not even how much it takes to make half of this shit. (laughs) Like, to produce half of this, like, you could get the custom shirts, posters, mouse pads, literally all printed for under $200. Um, not if they're high quality. Oh, not if they're high quality? Well, there's, it doesn't say anything about it being high quality, okay? (laughs) It doesn't guarantee me high quality. So you could get some of the merch donating at least $700. Yeah. So I'm trying to add together how many people backed each plus five. Oh, and if you only pledged $2,250, you only got one mouse pad poster or t-shirt or figure like you don't get her kimono or her in armor you just you get one also that's the difference they're getting oh god i don't even want to work out the math at least ten thousand dollars to make all this merch for 23 people because that's how many people backed those tiers. yeah this i get i feel 
really bad for these people. I mean, I don't because they clearly have like this much money to throw around and I don't feel bad for people with money and they should give it to just me directly. But like, this sucks. <laughs> this sucks to look at. It. Oh, I found out who um Hironori is. Oh, who's Hironori? Hironori, or Hugo, is an investor, consultant, and startup professional with more than 20 years' experience in domestic and international marketing. I also, I genuinely hate how they named all of their tiers. Just weeb shit. <laughs> Chisai, Chibi, Kudre. Oh, God. Yeah, the Chisai package. The, ch- the Chibi pledge. Not that this even matches up. It's just random It's just words. random... Yeah, it's like that one kid in Anime Club who like oh god only knows like five words in Japanese and that's all they ever say. But you do get those anime titty mouse pads. They also did have a timeline for this. Yeah. So by the start of August, they would have a successful Kickstarter campaign. August twenty third mm-hmm. to September third, they'd start developing the Progressive app and start licensing acquisition. September 6th to September 17th, Anime Tubes Forum is brought online for discussions. September 20th to November 26th, travel to Japan to sign licensing contracts. So I guess they'd be gone yeah. for like a month, which I guess is where that... Wait, how would they even cover that with 10,000? Because they're not even asking for the full... They're only asking for 50. <laughs> yeah, no, and I love how none of these uh, other staff people, now that I can see like the full staff list, like... Uh-huh. None of these sound like real people, and none of them are- there's no real names or trackable information, which, like, should have been a really big red flag, because if they were a legit company, or, like, were building a legit thing, like, that would be easily publicly available information. Uh-huh. So now that we have access to this Kickstarter, now the links work, George- yeah. George founder slash owner deleted his LinkedIn page. Uh-huh. Ken's page is still up. Hmm. Hasn't posted lately. That doesn't really mean much. It's LinkedIn. I, oh. <laughs> I mean, I have a LinkedIn. I haven't logged in in, like, six years. So, like, it doesn't mean a whole lot. But, like, ballsy <laughs> that he didn't delete it. Yeah. He does seem to have actual experience. So he's worked at, like, he's been a senior software developer for at least four years. Chief engineer... For product development. Like, he's worked at actual real places. Yeah. Hironori's consulting. I've never heard of any of these companies. Yeah, no, like, this is just red flag, like, red flag after red flag after red flag after red flag. (laughs) There's just layers to this. Um, Oh, I like in their um, environmental commitments... Uh, they say, since we're only developing an app, no materials will be needed other than what is currently in existence. We also hire remote, work from home, employees without requiring a large separate workspace. Hmm. Without the need for a large office space and commuting in vehicles, our carbon footprint is kept to a minimum. Wish they'd hired a copywriter. What the fuck? <coughs> this is just... Oh my god. A mess. A hot mess. A mess. So Twitter catches wind of this and roasts them and asks them about a bunch of reasonable questions they get blocked for. Mm-hmm. Also start blocking people leaving comments on on the Kickstarter. They reach their goal in one day. Oh my god. 
Oh, boy. So they posted a statement on their Kickstarter after they got suspended. Yeah. Partway through, they said, We do not think any Kickstarter campaign has ever received so much negativity and animosity before. Um, oh, my fucking... Okay. Was, wasn't there a Kickstarter for Feminist Frequency? I... Maybe? I don't... <laughs> because if there was, that's just one example of, like, that whole thing blew up into Gamergate, which, like... Yeah. Essentially like, birthed our current uh, generation of neo-Nazis. So I think there have been other Kickstarter campaigns that have gotten perhaps a fraction of the hatred that they have gotten. Uh-huh. They go on, quote, We certainly did not expect the toxic levels that we received from anime enthusiasts seeking negative attention from spreading false claims and baseless accusations regarding our campaign, product, and company, nor did we expect the lack of professionalism from, quote, industry professionals and journalists who attacked us and posted our personal information on social media. One can only speculate their own personal motives for doing so. Also, what personal information? Y'all listed your LinkedIn's on this Kickstarter. Yeah. Also, I googled Gameface LLC, which is apparently the creator of this app, and found their business address in like two seconds. So that's not... Which personal personal information are you talking about? Their comment on their Kickstarter continues. They basically say that like, even though we've been shut down, we're going to keep trying to figure out a way to get this app up. Yeah. On July 13th. After the Kickstarter was suspended, they issued a statement, which is titled, From the Desk of the CEO, to address some of the misinformation uh-huh. and false accusations circulating on social media and recent publications regarding our product, AnimeTube, registered trademark. Mm-hmm. God, it's like, it's three pages. They link to an article from Anime News Network that called them a scam from the beginning and called it misinformation and false information oh they address the fact that their kickstarter had included images intended to show the capabilities of our app which also i'm gonna send this to you in the meantime because i didn't i didn't read this because i assumed it was just like them making up bullshit to cover their asses apparently someone tweeted i've had run-ins with these guys before total scam And the statement calls him out by name and is like, Oh my god. Gameface LLC has never heard of Jacob Grady, nor has he ever had any personal or business contact with Mr. Grady to his knowledge. Oh, the CEO of Gameface. Okay. Mr. Grady claims that we are a total scam, although there is no evidence that can substantiate this meritless false claim as our company and campaign is being conducted without any malicious intent or fraud. Which, like, okay, you cannot intend fraud? Yeah, I mean... Oh my god. Um, point three. In regard to Sean Kleckner's tweet, per the article, why do you have listings for my titles on your Kickstarter's page? Gameface LLC has never stated we are in discussion with Mr. Kleckner. I just saw a screenshot where y'all told him that you messaged him on LinkedIn. <laughs> there is... Photographic evidence of you saying this. Hmm, it sounds like someone's lying. <laughs> oh god, it's this is so funny. I'm lit- I'm genuinely losing my mind. 
So the end of the statement is, in conclusion, we are still committed to delivering AnimeTube, to register trademark, as stated in our Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. That's the last thing they ever posted to their Twitter, to their website. They've just gone radio silent since. <laughs> so. Um, mm-hmm. 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 Interesting. Suspicious. Um, so yeah, they've basically disappeared off the face of the earth. No one knows what the CEO is doing, if they are actually working on this app still, or if they finally came to their senses and realized that $50,000 is not enough to license fucking Attack on Titan. So if you're wondering, why the fuck would anyone fall for this? And I think, like I mentioned before, My guess is that a lot of anime fans are young, but also a lot of them ascribe to this idea that being an anime fan is, like, a maligned identity. Sort of like gamers before Gamergate, where they're like, gamers are an oppressed minority and we must fight back against these SJWs trying to ruin our games. So if they believe they're the underdog, they'll gravitate towards anyone who seems to support them. Yeah. Also, AnimeTube was supposed to offer an alternative option for legal anime streaming. So, currently, if you want to watch anime legally, you have Crunchyroll and Funimation and Verve and High Dive. But also, Crunchyroll gets called out a lot by some anime fans for censoring stuff, which they do. But the kind of things they censor are like excessive gore. Last I remember, they censored. Tokyo Revengers, mm-hmm. because one of the gangs in that anime is called the Tokyo Manji Gang, and they use the Manji symbol, which, to anyone who doesn't know, just looks like a swastika. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't do that. So, like, people watching who know that won't be will know that distinction, but I assume the reason why Crunchyroll in their simulcast just censored it out was because they didn't want to have to deal with a controversy where someone screenshots the anime and is like, uh, why the fuck is there a swastika in this anime? So, like, I understand that shit. Yeah. And it's also funny because I watched the anime while it was airing, and you could find an uncensored version. Yeah. But I remember watching it alternating between the supposedly uncensored version and the official release. And I couldn't notice the fucking difference until someone pointed out to me that they just censored the manji. So, like, Mm -hmm. all they did was censor this one image. They didn't change the content. They didn't change the translation. They didn't add or remove anything other than this symbol. And people got pissed. And I assume eventually if there is, like, an official DVD release... They won't censor it. But it's kind of bonkers to me how mad some small section of anime fans gets when this kind of stuff happens. And who they usually Mm -hmm. blame is the company doing the official streaming or the official sub. Yeah. Or they'll blame whatever marginalized group of people they want to pick on. Like, um... There was an anime that aired last year where in the dub, one character said something like guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and it was an ad lib from the actor. Wasn't it like, wasn't it like Skate or something? Like Skate Infinity? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know what anime it was, because I wasn't watching it at the time. But um, 
someone took that section of dialogue and was like, they're ruining anime with all their politics. And people were like, first of all, oh my god, these special snowflakes. (laughs) Really, one mention of non-binary people, and you go on a tirade on Twitter about it. Who's the snowflake now? Okay. I mean, if you're gonna get mad about censoring an anime, at least get mad about something that makes sense. Like, the very (laughs) stupid censoring they did for Stardust Crusaders, because... Okay, listen. It literally opens up and like the first thing we see Jotaro do is shotgun a beer in prison, but he can't smoke. He's not allowed to smoke cuz he's he's 17. So he can't smoke. But he you can know? shotgun a beer. But he can shotgun a beer in prison, you know. But like the way that they decided to censor it mm-hmm. is just put this big black blob on his face, and they did that anytime he lit up a cigarette. Oh, good. And so it was really, it was really noticeable and really stupid, and people reasonably got upset because it's dumb. I like how so. So the way they censor it is they just put a shadow over the lower half of his face. The cigarette is also but you blacked can still out. See this. You can still see the cigarette. You can still see the smoke. <laughs> like, it's still a lit cigarette, and he smokes multiple times. Oh, that's so funny. Like, it's the, it's the stupidest censoring they could have done. You can't let the kids know he smokes. You can't let the children know he's an underage smoker. <laughs> so, like, if you're going to get mad about censoring, at least... Do it over something that rightfully deserves to be mocked like this. Mm-hmm. Not over shit that is for the comfort of a wider Western audience. Like, sorry about your symbol, but, <laughs> you know, shit happened. You can't really just use it willy-nilly anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, God. Like, I just get very suspicious when some people cry quote-unquote political agenda when it comes to anime because like the things they bitch about are so minor and not actually offensive to anyone with like any empathy in their body it's just like if you acknowledge the fact that marginalized people exist um you are putting politics into anime that isn't there assuming that like there's no politics in japan or something yeah news flash sweaty all (laughs) art is political so what did we learn from anime tube it definitely costs more than fifty thousand dollars to license an anime uh never mind thousands of them if it sounds too good to be true it most definitely is Mm-hmm. yes it's bad that basically one company sony owns the vast majority of anime distribution in the u.s Um, Especially since animators are still severely underpaid as studios just rake in billions. But um, supporting a sketchy Kickstarter is not it. Don't don't do that. Stop it. Stop it. Get some help. (laughs) It's not right. But yeah, that's AnimeTube for now. They haven't posted anything in months. George, what's his name, has dropped off the face of the planet. Nothing's happening. Yeah, I wonder what he's up to. I wouldn't know because his, his LinkedIn is gone. So, oh no, maybe we'll his find LinkedIn. out. Maybe we'll find out one day. Um, 
I wonder what comes up if you Google this guy. I do not think he is George an American novelist who died in 2002. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, unless he was literally <laughs> ghost running this fucking Kickstarter. <laughs> I don't think that's our guy. Basically, like, I, you can't find anything on this guy other than the basically yellow page listings of Gameface LLC. This guy has just disappeared off the oh internet. God. Wild. I assume he'll be back. But yeah. I mean, if there's literally one thing you take away from this episode, uh, practice street smarts, but like internet smarts, smarts. please. Street smarts. Like, I guess I know that like I, the internet doesn't like John Mulaney anymore, but like his jokes are still very funny and like classic. So like street smarts, like if it sounds too good to be true, that's probably correct. And it is indeed too good to be true. Does the internet hate John Mulaney now? I mean, they got all upset because he went to rehab and- What, he got divorced? And got divorced. And had a child that he made jokes about not wanting to have? Oh no. Yeah. Well, I think people were mostly- Like, God, I haven't- I haven't been, like, actively keeping up with it or anything. I'm just- I- Information gets put in my brain because I'm on Tumblr all the time. And so, like, I- I don't actively pursue knowledge of, like- any celebrity drama not on purpose yeah literally not on purpose but i guess people were like upset because the timing of like how far along his new wife was pregnant Mm -hmm. was a little suspicious Mm -hmm. i guess but like whatever i don't like i don't care enough (laughs) about this man like and neither should you he doesn't even know who you are if I learned anything from the MCR family breakfast controversy, it's that you know nothing about Woof. the lives of these people, and it's not worth it to get worked up over all this bullshit when you don't actually know them. They're not gonna suck your dick. They don't know who you are. <laughs> You're not friends. They're not gonna fuck you. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. I think my final notes was their uh, anime mascot was so milk toast like the most boring basic <laughs> anime girl i've ever seen in my life like wh- god what a shitty design it was so boring like there was nothing interesting at least the crunchy roll mascot girl is visually interesting mm-hmm. even if she's a little basic like she's visually interesting at least and gets like cute outfits and put cat ears on Jujito <laughs> that one time <laughs> I think that was Crunchyroll. I'm yeah, I sure think it was. was. Yeah, Crunchyroll gets him to do a lot of weird shit. I know. I love it. He's such a quiet and private dude, but he's really so willing to <laughs> do weird shit for Crunchyroll, which is amazing. Love it. But you've talked for almost two hours. Do you want me to to start with the what we've what we've been watching? Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, we haven't really watched any anime right now, but Jack and I did just finish watching the um. Critical Role animated series on There's a Critical Role animated series? Yeah, they did a they did a Kickstarter oh. for like a, a full season. Oh, a Kickstarter where they actually delivered? Yeah. <laughs> I mean they got funded in like a day because yeah, it's Critical, Critical Role fans are insane. But yeah, it's like seven or nine episodes and it's like a small part of one of the early arcs. And it's done by Titmouse, so like the animation is is really nice. 
because they're one of like the independent animation houses, Western animation houses that like isn't Disney. Hmm. And their animation is really nice. They do a lot of the Adult Swim shows. Like oh. they did Metalocalypse and I'm pretty sure they did Venture Bros. And they do a lot of like indie animation primarily for like Adult Swim is where I've seen most of their stuff. The animation is really nice. It hmm. looks like a like a sort of very clearly anime inspired sort of style like it reminds me a little bit of voltron and like Mm. avatar Mm. where it's got like the more like anime styled eyes and facial features but like still american styled animation it's really clean it's really flashy the fight scenes are really nice the voice acting is of course impeccable because they're all just playing their characters that they've played for several years Mm -hmm. and like i'm not a huge fan of critical role like, I know of it tangentially because I was on Tumblr when it got super popular, the first wave of season one and then the second wave of season two, but I've never, like, sat down and watched it. But, like, it was definitely delivered in a way that it was digestible for people who haven't watched the actual recorded Let's Play series that's on YouTube. And that's I cool. appreciated that. The characters are fun. Like, the dialogue is really snappy and the jokes mm-hmm. are genuinely very funny. And, like, as someone who plays a lot of, not plays a lot of tabletops, but, like, is in that sort of circle and does LARPing, it felt very much like it made me very homesick for LARPing, which, like, we now haven't done for, like, three years, because I just want to go hang out and be a dumbass with my friends in the woods and, like, pretend to fight dragons and shit. (laughs) It felt very real and genuine in a way that a lot of D&D tabletop media usually isn't because it's usually made by people who are like what's up my fellow gamers and not people who actually like play it and have a vested interest in like the storytelling aspect of it Mm -hmm. so it's good i mean even if you don't care about critical role if you have like an amazon prime account it's free to watch might as well it's fun it was fun i liked it a lot i don't know if i'm gonna pick up actual critical role at any given point just because it's so weird because like We know a lot of them, like, tangentially through, like, friends of friends of friends and stuff like that. So it's always, like, kind of a little weird. But uh, maybe at some point. I mean, there's a lot of backlog at this point. So, Mm -hmm. but what have have you been watching, if anything? Well, I finally... I'm going to turn this into a longer story than it needs to be. Um, So it has been a long time. I want to say, like, four or five years since I have had mm-hmm. uh, box braids, because mm. it involved either going and sitting for eight hours while my mom did it, or paying like two hundred plus dollars for someone to do it. I do not have two hundred dollars, and still having to sit for eight hours. Yes. <laughs> I do not have two hundred dollars, nor do I want to interact with my mother, who I have blocked. So, <laughs> yeah, okay, fair, valid. So I absolutely understandable. I just went and bought extensions myself and all the stuff I needed. Oh, did you do it yourself? Yeah. How'd it go? Better than I expected. Okay. It's not entirely neat, and I anticipate at least three of them falling out. Like, it's they're all kind of crooked, <laughs> but the only people I care about noticing that are Black people, and I live near Boston, which is, and not like the Black part of Boston, so I don't think that's really going to happen. So you're fine. <laughs> you're not going to get judged a whole lot. Yeah. Because the white people don't know what the fuck they're looking at. 
<laughs> They're just like, ooh, braids, amazing. Wow, so ethnic. <laughs> Can I touch it? Can I touch it? Oh, God. <laughs> I hate Jesus that Christ. shit. Yeah, so sitting down for like six plus hours gave me an excuse to catch up on all the anime I abandoned last season. Yeah. What'd you watch? I caught up on uh, Ranking of Kings, which is still really good. Yeah. Is it still running or is it ended at this point? No, it's still running. I don't know okay. if it's going to be one of those like runs for 100 episodes things or if it's going to end after like 24 mm. episodes and then pick up on a second season. Okay. But yeah, it was good. I finished the show called Taisho Otome Fairy Tale. Oh. I have not heard of this one at all. Yeah. I don't think many people pick this up, but it's like a romance, historical romance, and it's about Tamahiko Shima, who is 17, mm-hmm. and one day he gets into an accident that kills his mother and paralyzes his right hand, and his father forces him to move away to the countryside, and then eventually they fake his death. Oh. Yeah. Tamahiko's family is fucked up. Like, they're very wealthy, but wealthy in that way that's like, if you do not live up to my standards, you're dead to me kind of way. Uh-oh. So Tamahiko is basically thrown out into the countryside. Like, his dad still pays for him to live there. And he also basically pays for this girl to take care of him, but also eventually marry him. Mm-hmm. And she is 15, I think. And oh. the show is set in this era of, like, pretty much only boys finish school. Girls might go to, like, a finishing school until they have to get married. A woman's purpose is to eventually get married and start a family, basically. Oh, gross. Okay. Hmm. And hmm. I kind of get, like, the show is cute because, like, the interaction between Tamahiko and this girl, Yuzuki, is sweet. Mm-hmm. But I kind of get this vibe from it that it feels nostalgic in the way that, like, if you've ever seen one of those memes that's like, I was born in the wrong generation. I should have been born into the 50s. Even the bears were polite then. Like, blatantly ignoring, I don't know, segregated water fountains. And mm-hmm. it kind of gives me the vibe mm-hmm. of something nostalgic for a past that didn't really exist And it's kind of like, it kind of feels like propaganda for this kind of traditional version of Japan where everyone has their set place and there's an ideal type of woman. And I might be projecting, but like, it just feels slightly off in that way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I kind of kept waiting for the other shoe to drop and it didn't really. Yeah, I don't know. It was cute, but also kind of suspicious in its angle i guess yeah and then i decided to pick up shows for this season and i try not to pick 10 of them at once but i watched an episode of this anime called requiem of the rose king which is based on some shakespeare play called i'm not gonna embarrass myself i think it's based on henry v but it's basically like henry v but anime i don't know why but i love the main character he is a little angry twink and he definitely has crippling self-esteem issues oh (laughs) but also he's just he's so angry and so eager to prove himself and i don't know why that's so interesting to me like he might turn out to be just like just plain shitty but like Mm -hmm. 
it's so overdramatic and I'm so into it. And I don't know why. It kind of gives me the same vibe as Moriarty the Patriot, which is also just Sherlock, but with anime twinks. Oh my god. (laughs) That show is just so, it's so funny. Like, I love that they decided that Irene Adler is a trans man and his name is James Bond. It's just better than BBC Sherlock for every reason. Okay, I'll accept it. (laughs) You said one sentence and it was off the shits. I'm about it. (laughs) And then the other thing I'm gonna possibly start is Love of Kill, because I'm in a Discord where they keep talking about it, and it might be good, so I'm gonna try it. Okay, but when are you gonna watch JoJo? Huh? Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no if it's if it's physically painful i don't want you to like force yourself to watch it no I'm just... it wasn't painful it was just like no you've caught me um uh, it's it's like no. on my list what happens is sometimes is that i watch too much stuff at once so 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 that i don't get overwhelmed by a list of 20 anime that i'm watching at once i will move it to my stalled list or like the I'm putting this aside for now list. And now yeah. that list is three pages No, long. I mean, I get it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't have, like, a super long list, but, like, f- actually finishing Demon Slayer, so I understand when my friends are talking about my Blorbos-in-law has, like, been on my <laughs> list for a while, but, like, I still keep forgetting to do it. Yeah. So, like, I get it. I just... But I'm also, like, 17 episodes into Stardust Crusaders, so I'm almost there. Okay. You're halfway there. Yeah. You're you're almost there. Stardust Crusaders is long. It's the longest animated part so mm. far. Because they had to break it up into two arcs. It's not the longest manga out of all the parts, but it is the longest animated series. They gave it the most episodes. Mm. Which is fine, because that's my favorite part. <laughs> I love all of JoJo equally, but Stardust Crusaders <laughs> is definitely my favorite. I have to get around to it, because I don't want to be spoiled when you get into the... 300 episodes you're doing on each well i mean oh my god i mean i'd start off in order so i'd go with phantom blood and battle tendency first anyway and you've seen those i assume Mm -hmm. okay that's fine (laughs) so it's fine you won't get spoiled yet too much (laughs) yet it's mostly just gonna be me yelling i mean listen okay (laughs) talking about stardust crusaders will probably just devolve into me talking about Jotaro's character development mm-hmm. for like a solid 45 minutes so like there's not much I can spoil you with I'm just gonna be sad about this <laughs> this fictional man okay <laughs> it's fine but yeah I mean Demon Slayer like Demon Slayer is on my list I've been meaning to pick it up uh and now that we've watched like the animated critical role and I'm still waiting for Stone Ocean I don't really have like a reason to not actually sit down and watch demon slayer yeah (laughs) maybe i'll do that this week maybe i'll do a demon slayer episode so i like have to watch it well have you seen the movie yet no i have not seen the movie i know of the movie i think you have to watch the movie and then season season two yeah yeah the movie is in the middle yeah which is fine the only thing I know about the movie is that the main villain is, like, a demon who has been arrested for train crimes. The very vague crime of train crimes. <laughs> and, like, the author dunks on him relentlessly and is like, he could never get a girlfriend because he's too obsessed with trains. And it's very funny. <laughs> but what makes me lose my mind is that the uh, train crimes demon, his voice actor is the same as 
Noriaki Kakyoin in Stardust Crusaders, the redheaded boy in the green <laughs> school uniform. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Weird. And I do like him as a voice actor a lot, so I'm excited to get to the movie and and meet uh, fabled train crimes boy. <laughs> and the sooner I get into... I watch season one and then the movie, and then I can watch season two, and I can meet Tengen, which is Wait, the big boy season himbo one? with... I've seen half of season one, and then Jack watched the rest without me, because I was working that summer camp job. Oh. So he watched it without me, and then I was too tired all the time, and it just didn't care. Mm. <laughs> so I need to watch it on my own. I've seen most of season one. Yeah. But I need to get to season two because my favorite boy is the sound Hashira Tengen, uh, who's the big boy with like red makeup on his eye and the white hair. And he's built like a Jojo character. <laughs> he's like one of the tallest dudes in Demon Slayer because everyone is like normal sized <laughs> and real people heights. Um, but he's my favorite. So I'll get to him eventually. But yeah. Would you like to end the episode? Because we've been recording for two and a half hours. This is so much longer than I thought it would be. It always happens. We just have so many opinions, dude. We don't know how to shut up. We really don't, <laughs> which is why we're so good at doing a podcast. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Two Leaves Pod, or you can email us at leavesinatrenchcoat gmail.com. Our opening theme is My Way by Whitney. And the music you're listening to right now is What's the Angle by Shane Ivers. I'm Madison. And I'm Suzanne. And it, listen, listen. It, literally, if it is too good to be true, it is. <laughs> Please stay safe on the internet. Amy Chan isn't worth it. She's not. <laughs> She's really not. <laughs>